So you're told that you have to focus on your messaging, in your marketing, in your sales, in all things business. But what the heck does that even mean? Where do you even start? And how do you really understand? How do you put together your messaging strategy so it actually draws the right kind of client to you? Well, stay tuned for this week's episode of The Growth Engineers because we're going to cover all of that and a whole bunch more. All right, Atibo, good seeing you again, man. We've hey, got brother. a big topic to cover this week, and I know you got a lot of amazing stuff to share. So we're going to talk about messaging, right? Messaging yeah. is the core of all of that we do in our business, how we position our business, how do we market it, how do we sell it, how do we differentiate, all of those buzzwords. It's all about messaging, right? Yeah. So let's just start right at the top. What should we focus on? How do we know even where to begin with this thing that we talk about that's messaging? So number one, when you're thinking about messaging, and this is the, y'all ready? Focus on the listener or viewer or reader, whatever platform you're on. These so very often we want to create messages that make us sound good. We want to create messages about things we want to talk about. But that's not what our customer wants to hear. Listen, I'd love to talk to you right now about my fish tank. I have five gorgeous angelfish, adult angelfish that are massive. I'm talking like they're 10 inches. You're here to learn about how to engineer growth in your business. You don't want to hear about that. And you say, oh, Atiba, I know. That example is so far-fetched. I mean, I wouldn't talk about my hobby when I'm talking about business, right? Sure. But the same thing holds true. There's some parts of what you do that you think are super fascinating, that you would love to talk all day about, but your customer doesn't care. You got to talk about what they want to talk about. So hang on a minute. Yeah. So if I can't talk about what I want to talk about, how do um, I differentiate myself? How do I stand out in the crowd? I've got this really cool thing I do, right? This proprietary process that everybody needs to buy. But if I don't get to talk about that, then how do I even share the wisdom? I, what do I do? That's such a great question. And the answer, it comes from actually John Maxwell. If you've not read the book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, John Maxwell covers this as one of his laws of leadership. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Let me say that again. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. But now let's break that down. Okay. You know a lot and you want to share it because it is super cool. And it is what differentiates you. It is what makes you unique in the marketplace you think, okay? But what they care about is over here. And see, if you spend time helping them understand that you care about what they care about and educating them about what they care about, then when it's time for you to interject some of the differentiators or the things that you care about, they're more apt to listen and be receptive to it when it relates when it relates, you see? 
And so you're giving them exactly what they want. Now, you're still going to say, yeah, but what if the opportunity doesn't come up? Then I can talk about my unique torque converter thing that combusts that makes my whatever. That makes you so unique and so wonderful. Let me tell you what makes you so unique and so wonderful to your customer. Y'all ready for this? What makes you so unique and so wonderful is that all of your competition is unwilling to spend time with them and show them that they care. That's the thing that makes you unique. Not your talk combustion, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so what I'm hearing is take the time to listen and understand before you talk. Yes. Right? Yes. Take that time first. Just don't blast your message out into the marketplace. There's a time and a place to say a whole bunch of stuff. But early on, when we're really trying to engage our audience with marketing and messaging, it's more about listening and being empathetic, right, than being the know-it-all, thought leader, blah, 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 whatever, right? Is that right? Yeah. Yes, and there's one key word that's missing. One key word that's missing, and that's questions. So if you're putting content into the world, then that content needs to answer questions that your customer is asking because they go to Google to search for something because what? They're in pain, right? Nobody goes to Google searching for a husband because they want to fall in love. They go to Google to search for a husband because they're not in love. Hear that difference. Okay, yeah. they're not going to a dating site. That's the pain that drove the search. If I didn't have that pain, I wouldn't do the search. And so give them the answer to what they're searching for, what their pain is. That's the crux of what I'm saying. Now, that's questions for when you're putting content out there. Now you're having a conversation with Mr. or Mrs. Potential Client. Now okay. is the time to ask questions. Ask questions. Yeah, because those questions will give you all the answers that you need, right? There's never a better feeling than when a prospect says, man, it feels like you're reading my mind. Absolutely. And the only reason you can do that is because you've asked the right questions enough of the time. Absolutely. And no one, again, no one else cares enough to ask them questions. Everyone else wants to tell them something and say, give me your money. Mm -hmm. Yep. So how do you go about gathering that information, asking those questions? Is this kind of one-on-one -on -one with a prospect? Is it putting a survey out into the world? Where would somebody just start to start building that knowledge base? Yeah. So yes is the answer to your question. And it depends. And now here's what it depends on. It depends on what your company is, where you are, what your stage in business is. So let me take you through the stages. Let's say you are a new company and you don't have a bunch of clients or any clients at all. And you're wondering, what are these questions that I need to create content about, messaging about? Where you go is to Google. Google has your answers. You go to Google and you're gonna type in two or three words to describe your business, describe the product or service that you sell. And Google, about a third of the way down the page, has a section called People Also Asked. 
These are real questions that real people asked. Google. These are things that people typed into Google verbatim. Because Google does not fix their grammar. Those are questions that you should be answering. Now, let's say you're a slightly larger business. You've been around a few years and you have a few customers, right? Well, in those settings now, you can look at your sales calls. When people have called you and say, what are the questions that they ask when they call, when I have a conversation with them? What are they asking me? And you want to capture as close to the exact words that they use as possible. I would take those questions and then go back to Google and put the question in Google. And Google will then give you a section of people also asked. Now, here's the key to that, though. When Google brings those results back to you, and there isn't a percentage here, but sometimes in those questions, what Google will give you is what question that the person asked before they asked that question. Why is that important? It's important because if this is the question, the question that you use for search is the question that they asked you over the phone, that's not the question that they typed into Google to get to you. And if Google gives you that question, then that's the question you need to go answer first. Okay? Now, if you're a much larger company with a much larger customer base, then yes, by all means, do a survey. Reach out, hold interviews with customers, incentivize them even for those interviews and get what we call voice of customer research, right? Get all of that. Then once you've gotten all of that, guess what you're going to do? You're going to go back to Google <laughs> for all the same reasons that we've already talked about. Yep. That's awesome. That's, I think people overlook the power of a simple search right? We all go to Google first. Yeah. So let it share the wisdom. So we go through the process. We've gathered our information. We're starting to understand the questions and even how to sort of start to answer those questions, right? Again, we know that people are motivated by alleviating pain before they want to achieve gain. We know that. We talked about that. But then there's this concept of storytelling and story brand and how do i even say the stuff i need to say in a way that makes a difference so how do you use storytelling to connect because that's what we want to do right we want to actually connect have a an emotional reaction with our marketplace so tell me about storytelling let's see how do you use that yeah absolutely and so this fortunately is how i got the moniker the content superman okay because this is what we've been doing literally since 2007 is taking that level of research that we just talked about. And people also asked didn't exist in 2007. And so we had, which some of the ways we still use of getting in the back door of the data to pull out that information, but marrying that data, what people are actually asking with this concept of storytelling. Now let's talk about story for a moment. What I'm not talking about is once upon a time in a land Far, far away. Yes, that is story. Absolutely. I'm not talking about fairy tales. Okay. But what I am talking about is understanding that there are elements to a story. And story is super, super important because 
the average adult right now has the attention span of seven seconds unless you're in a movie theater and you can sit for two hours and watch a movie on the screen. Why? Because of story and the elements of story. Now, what are the elements of story? The elements of story. There's a hero. Duh. There's always a hero, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's always a villain, right? There's always something that the hero is trying to accomplish, whether it's save Princess Leia or <laughs> get you know a blog ranked on page one. There's always something that the hero is trying to accomplish. There are obstacles in the way. And most of us know that as story. Most of us know that as story. And I'm going to ask you, if you know this as story, who are you and who is your customer? Are you the obstacle? I would hope not. That would not lead you to many sales. Are you the thing that they're trying to attain? No, you're not. Are you the villain? You better not be. (laughs) Hopefully not. Right? And then, what about the hero? And this is where most of us get messaging wrong. We think, if those are the four elements, then we must be the hero. And we tell story and we do messaging that makes us, our companies, look like, I'm the hero. I've got the yes on my chest. I am going to save the day. But there is a fifth character in every story. Because if you're the hero, who's your client? One of the other three? I think not. But there's a fifth character. And that is the guide. The hero in every story, every movie, every book, the hero relies on a guide who gives the hero a plan of how to slay the enemy and overcome the obstacles to get to the final prize. You, my friend, are the guide. And so now, let's take that now and bring that into your messaging. So as you are putting messaging out into the world, now you have to understand that the messaging has to show your client being the hero that's slaying the dragon that gets to the end prize while your company is there guiding them along the way. And using story in that way inside of your messaging. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about your written messaging, your blogs, your podcasts, your videos, your pamphlets, anything that you're putting out. Right. When you use it in that way, now your customer, when they see your messaging, when they receive your messaging, when they consume your messaging, they get that emotional feel of being that superhero because they want to rip open and say, I've got the ass on my chest. And what you're saying is, hey, 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 you're right. You do have the S on your chest. And I've got the plan of how you can rip your shirt open and show the world that you have that S. That is storytelling and messaging, my friends. That's awesome.
So be Yoda. Yes. Be Yoda. That's it, right? That's your positioning. So I love that, Ativa. That really breaks down this sort of story structure. And you're right. I often see people positioning themselves as the hero. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes the villain intentionally, which is <laughs> whatever, right? But that's not our role. We're the guide, right? We're the sage. We're the Yoda. We're the whatever. So I love it. I love it. That helps, I think, people structure their messaging because I think that's where we get stuck. We get right into like real talk, right? Features, benefits, differentiation, blah, 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 blah. And as much as we spend hours and thousands of dollars trying to create that messaging to sound unique to the audience, it all looks and sounds the same. Yeah. Because we're all trying to be the hero. Doesn't work. And it doesn't resonate because we want to attract, right? We want to magnetize our audience. And the way to do that is to put them in the hero seat, right? Exactly. I love it. That's awesome. That's where we want to be. We want to put yep. them in the we hero do. seat, right? We want to put them in the hero seat. And now let's also look a little bit at that Yoda seat, okay? At that guide seat. And we've talked several times about collaborative selling, right? We did a video. Go check it out on collaborative selling. The Yoda seat is the point of collaborative selling. You've come alongside and you said, hey, here's a plan. Now, how many times do we see in the movies that the guide gives the hero a plan and the hero says, no, I'm going to do it my way or I don't want to do this at all. And they ignore the plan. And the guide says, okay. And 30 minutes later, (laughs) the hero comes back tail tucked and said, you know what? Maybe I need to do it your way. <laughs> Maybe we ought to do it your way. Right? Yeah. And at that point, the guy can say, okay, yes, here's the plan. Let's go. And then they have success together. You see, that's where collaborative selling comes in too. Because now as you're sharing this plan, as you're developing this plan in collaboration with them, there's going to be that moment in time with a lot of people where they're going to say, no, I don't want to do it your way. I want to go do it my own way. And that's cool, but as a guide, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. That's how all of this works together. So make sure to go to watch, if you haven't already, watch that video that we did. Fantastic video on collaborative selling. That's awesome. Yeah, it all ties together, right? This whole buyer's journey, all of the messaging and our selling and all of those things have to align. So that brings me to my next question around consistency. Right. Mm-hmm. So we've done all the work that you've laid out. We've kind of figured out our story and where we fit in as the guide. Do we change that? Can we change that? Can we switch it up? Can we be Yoda one day and Han Solo another day and pick another hero or another sage another day? Where do we land? How do we keep consistent? Yeah. yeah. And it's a great question. And so sometimes it feels like it's boring. Call it what it is. Right? It's boring to be the same guy every single time, every single day. But the thing that your customer is looking for you, looking for from you, is that consistent. Let me give you an example. Have you ever gone to a restaurant and you sat down, first time there, and you order something, and man, is it amazing? We all have been there, of course. And oftentimes we leave and we talk the place up, right? We say, oh, this place was so wonderful, blah, 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 blah. Then we have the occasion, some month, 
a year later to go back. And we're so excited. We've got all this buildup because we remember this experience and we get there and the meal is not the same. What does that letdown feel like? Well, when you switch guide personalities on your potential customers, they have that same feeling with you. And they're not sure who's going to show up. They're just not sure. And if they're just not sure, right? And get this, if they're just not sure, not sureness, that's a word today, y'all, leads to confusion. And the confused mind never, ever purchases. If you want to get real blunt. Yeah. So if you want to confuse your customers, feel free. But know that you confuse them, they're not going to buy. Right. I would add one more nugget to that. Yeah, if we remember that we're the guide, not the hero, it doesn't really matter what we think. At all. Right? And so to use your restaurant analogy, the next 100 people that go into that restaurant and have that meal, that amazing meal the first time, it was the first time. Same with your messaging. Just because you've said it, a thousand times. It's maybe the first time that individual has seen it and it's fresh and it's new and it's shiny and it's interesting. It may be the same old, same old for you, but it's not for them. It doesn't matter about what you think. It's about your audience. And you've got to do it. You've got to say it over and over and over again because their attention span is seven seconds. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's not about us. It's not. It isn't. It absolutely is not about us. And, you know, that's such a great point, Dean, because I struggle with that too, okay? And so I know everyone struggles with that. It's such a hard thing because you feel like, you know what? I said this last week. I said this a month ago. And if you're a parent, us parents, none of us like to repeat ourselves to our children. We feel like we're doing it all the time. And you don't want to deal with your clients and feel that way too, even though sometimes you have to, right? But it does feel that way. But Dean is so right. Yes, you're saying it again, but somebody new is hearing it for the first time. Yeah. Somebody yeah. new is hearing And, oh, but I already said that, so I want to talk about something different now. And now I want to talk about something a little bit more advanced or and from a slightly different angle. But you going back to where we started, you're not solving their problem. You're not solving their problem. Well, good stuff. So we covered a lot today in the concepts of messaging. Atib, appreciate the storytelling around storytelling. It's masterful. So how can we get more information? So if somebody's watching this episode, where can they go to get more help around this? Absolutely. So definitely, if you've got questions, reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's the best place. You can go to meetatiba.com. It'll take you right to my LinkedIn. Let's connect. Let's talk, right? One of the things that we specialize in is helping you with that content strategy, figuring out exactly who your ideal customer is and what those questions are that they're asking and giving you, you know, it's kind of like you, you see a horse and they put blinders on them, right? Or, or not blinders, but, uh, you know, the guide. Yeah, the blink. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, those things. <laughs> you all know what I'm saying, <laughs> right? So that they can stay focused on where they're going. So we can help you create that content strategy that helps you stay focused on your ideal customer.
There you have it. Go, go say hi. Ativa's just, you got amazing stuff, man. Awesome. So that's another episode of The Growth Engineers. Join us on the next one. We look forward to seeing you there. Bye, everybody.